API Intersection podcast listeners are invited to sign up for Stoplight and save up to $650. Use the code Intersection10 to get 10% off a new subscription to Stoplight Platform Starter or Pro. Take a look at this episode's description for more details. I'm Jason Harmon, and this is API Intersection, where you'll get insights from experienced API practitioners to learn best practices on things like API design, governance, identity auth, versioning, and more. Welcome back to API Intersection Podcast. Got some some new friends on today, um, and uh, you know uh, we've had a few folks on like this where it's like uh, we're not saying you know hey we've mastered the world and we have these really cool APIs you use all the time, but um, more of I think kind of the the internals of like you know how to build things out and you know somewhere along the journey. And I I personally love these stories because you know uh, certainly for us at Stoplight, but I think just my personal fascination in general is like. Uh, you know, what does it take? What's it like when you're when you're in the mix of it, having done that myself a few times? So uh, I'd like to introduce our friends from CarMax, Brandon and Aaron. Uh, I guess maybe uh, Aaron first, tell us a little bit about yourself and then hand it off to Brandon. Sure. Um, I'm excited to be here today. I love APIs. I feel like I've been doing APIs since I was out of college some 20 years ago. Um, I've been with CarMax for three and a half years. Um, that whole time as a solution architect, I've split my time kind of at CarMax between APIs and some other um, teamwork across the enterprise, um, a lot in the payment, the digital payment space as well. So I know more, probably not as much, but I know quite a bit about payments, Jason. And then um, uh, I've also been working in the consumer finance space for about a year with product heavily in that, that space too. And then prior to CarMax, I was with um, the government space, so government contracting. Spent almost 10 years at, with National Science Foundation contracting there and really building out a set of domain-based APIs, starting to, there were about 40 when I left, to help um, build the future for like loose coupling of applications. Because there are applications, like everyone who has 30 Plus year old systems are tightly coupled in many different ways. So trying to build those APIs out to get loose coupling. Um, All right, government work. So Aaron's good at the rules. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, so that's my background. Cool. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, I've been at CarMax a little over 15 years, uh, pretty much straight out of college. Uh, started as a programmer on internal corporate apps, and then I moved to our web team, CarMax.com team, uh, and that was great. I worked on a number of things there, search, uh, the first REST-ish JSON-E APIs behind our uh, iOS and Android apps, which was a lot of fun, uh, online financing, things like that. Um, I moved to be the tech lead on redesigning and replatforming CarMax.com and getting it out of on-prem and into the cloud. And so big focus on um, you know, service architectures, use, using platform as a service, stuff like that. Um, I was a technical product manager for a little bit um, for a team that really helped teams focus on you know, moving fast, high quality. So helping them release on demand and uh, getting some of our first APIs out into the cloud, which was pretty cool. And uh, the past two and a half years, I've been an enterprise architect. So 
business architecture, domain-driven design, stealing things from TOGAF, um, and helping teams get aligned on you know big tech initiatives and programs. Nice. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I met the CarMax team a couple of months back. I don't know. I guess it was probably in the spring. Um, where uh, you guys have this sort of big like internal DevOps day kind of thing and talk about all the things. Uh, we did sort of a like private company event and gave a talk there on like product managing APIs. Um, it was really interesting. You know, I, I think these days it's like, you know, I tell folks like Stoplight's biggest customers make electrical parts and sell beer, right? Like APIs are everywhere. And it might not be evident to anyone like, why do APIs matter at CarMax and, you know, having like a big event and committing time to this stuff, you know, how is this important to what you guys are doing? Hmm. You mean DevOps days specifically? Uh, I think DevOps days, you know, APIs as a topic, just, you know, uh, what's kind of the role that, I don't know, I guess I don't want to be too broad and say the role that technology is playing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, but, you know, bring it down to, to our crowd. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, from my perspective, you know, um, one of our executives said, you know, our technology strategy is our business strategy, right? So how, how do you make sure that, um, like, as we're scaling, like we've started with, you know, a handful of product teams and we moved to dozens of product teams. So as you do that, right, it's just, it's harder to keep everybody aligned and focused on the right things and still able to operate as quickly as they can, you know, given their mission. And so events like that really help like, hey, are we all pointed at the right thing? And when we think about APIs, like what's a good API and how do we work together on um, some of these things that require lots of different APIs from lots of different teams? So um, it, it's great to have things like that to just keep us all focused. Yeah, it's it's something, um, you know, especially in like smaller startups where I've spent a good chunk of my career. Um, it, you always kind of have to remind folks, like, just take some time to think big, right? Like, yeah, that time investment is so worth it when you're, you know, you get sucked into the day to day and you just can't think big. Um, so I love that. Um, so in our, our kind of show notes and uh, I guess pre-discussions, uh, Aaron, it sounds like you've been doing some things around kind of building this internal community uh, around kind of this practice of APIs that's uh, particularly interesting and coming from what must be a good rulemaking background. I assume there's some standardization and things going on. So. Give us a picture of what's going on there. Um, yeah. So when I joined, part of my role was to kind of focus. I had a lot of, like we had about 40 APIs and they were all REST-based APIs. And, and I've done the SOAPI APIs too, SOAP contracts and all of that. A lot of experience um, there too. And quick so, question on, on those 40 APIs. Is that sort of external surface area or is that just in general? They were in general. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All over. Um, so um, trying to help like teams think bigger so that's kind of i think one of the things that i've always think like bigger than your api i'd say like a lot of the empathetic api design there was one of your early podcasts really focused on that and that one just spoke to me about like sitting up with your consumers like your of your api of which most of us are other teams other product teams are consumers of your api so um we have an API guild. It meets every two weeks. We have a bunch of guilds, uh, but one of the oldest ones, um, in addition to the DevOps one, which fuels the DevOps day we have is the API guild. Um, so really trying to bring um, teams to the guild to talk about APIs. I think it's been hard. Um, at the beginning, it was sort of just my team due to the nature of some of the API 
um, tooling that we had with the gateway, I'd say since COVID hit, like more and more teams have actually gotten engaged. It's actually been a lot better. It was really hard mm -hmm. to run it. Um, like we had multiple offices. Some of the product teams were at a different office. The, the technology wasn't kind of meshing, but now that everyone is pretty much remote, um, it actually works really well. We have um, teams contribute. And when I hear about APIs that someone's developing, I'll like go knock on their virtual door. I'll be like, hey, I hear you're developing this API. I want to come present it. And I think a couple of teams this summer have gotten really good feedback. They've come early and they've talked about it. And we say like, oh, well, here's how we might look at this. Or, you know, processes which are asynchronous in nature. I want to schedule this, but I'm going to request to schedule it. And the scheduler is going to go off and do some things. What might that look like? How might the status, like what do we want the endpoints to look like? Um, where we kind of have not been focusing quite as much um, is sort of like on the syntactical nature. And I think we're going to probably look at linting to help solve some of those, those problems. I really love the ones where we're talking about endpoints and routes and how people are going to use it. Um, I do love talking about fields because they are important. Like what if you expose this to five other teams? Um, what suddenly starts to happen? Um, so the guild has been really helpful to get that feedback. Um, and it's there for teams to use too, if they want to be. And some teams just come and say, hey, I need some feedback and they'll come. Um, and so I think that's been really helpful in our journey. And especially this summer, probably over the past year, it's been extremely helpful as teams have gone forward with new APIs. Interesting. Um, I, I think, you know, one thing I want to call out there is that sort of the proactive aspect of kind of leading a uh, change like this, where you're saying, you know, I hear that someone's doing something, reach out, draw them in. I think that's a thing that sometimes, you know, uh, folks try to kind of build hard gates to force people to engage, but that sometimes that kind of just proactive, you know, reach out uh, can make a big difference. Yeah. I don't ever want anyone, no one's ever come to the guild. I've been like, I've had some developers be like, well, I have a deadline. I'm like, that's fine. Like You can have your deadline. Whatever we suggest are just suggestions. There's no like, you have to make this change prior to going to production. We're just trying to get ahead of things and we want to share. And it's also a great way for teams to help promote their APIs. Or um, someone might be in that meeting and two weeks later, someone's like, hey, I need this data. And then they make the connection between teams. So it's an enabler of um, empathetic design. It's an enabler of like networking across an enterprise that's still growing. Um, and so it's very helpful, I think, for, for everyone to attend. And if, if and a company doesn't have one, I'd encourage just start one and see what happens. So it sounds then like um, you all don't really have sort of a formal review process or anything like that. And that, that this is kind of where these things are coming together. And you both have that funny grin when I say that. <laughs> it was a lot of autonomy, a lot of autonomy. Yeah. I think it's, um, mm -hmm. it's really community of practice driven mm -hmm. review. So we have a, a GitHub repo where teams are encouraged to submit open API specs. And then to Aaron's point, it's like, Hey, you can come to the guild and review that as a group, or we can do it async and, you know, leave comments and get feedback. So it's been really good, but yeah, we don't have, there's nobody doing the sort of gladiator thing for an API, right? Um, and saying, you know, that that's not going to make it. 
Um, what's interesting though, we do, so we, we think about APIs and API contracts. We also have this like internal marketplace around events and event exchange. So publishers come along, they say, Hey, I have an event. This is great. I think subscribers may like it, but you know, you don't necessarily have to have somebody who's going to consume it yet. Subscribers on the other side. And there is a gate, uh, to publish onto that platform, just one review gate. Um, you know, a small group of folks looks at it. And it's interesting to me because um, as much as I, you know, fear having gates in front of things, like it's been great to catch certain design conversations early before a team went down this path. Like, oh man, did you know that this team had that capability too? And, and actually they already are publishing an event that does that. Um, so it's, I'm always wondering like, how can we have that design conversation a little bit sooner when folks are just starting to think about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting because like, this notion of, you know, gating things or having some kind of, you know, um, mandatory step involved in your development process to do that review. I think mm -hmm. one is before development, you know, makes it a lot less contentious as opposed yeah. to like, okay, we built this thing, we're ready to launch. And then, you know, you pump in the brakes that never works out well. Mm -hmm. And then I think the second factor is, you know, use the word, uh, like approve, right. And it's like, I think Aaron, the way you frame it that like, you know, you know, I used to always tell folks working in these roles, like we're here to make you look cool and make you look like you fit in. Right. Um, so these are all things to help you do that and, uh, maybe explain why the things you're doing could get you in trouble in ways you don't understand. Um, but I think hard approval, um, I don't really see anyone do that as much anymore. Um. But I guess I'm curious then, Aaron, you mentioned like in your guild stuff that this, you know, you use the word syntax, but I'm curious, do you guys have sort of standards that you're sort of uh, sharing or some sort of style guide or something yet? Or is this just somewhat subjective at this point without guides? We have a style guide. It is still being written out as like side of desk. Um, I try to write as much as I can, but there are some things that always inevitably get in the way. I think we've hit the major ones. We've hit like versioning, you know, kind of how CarMax kind of has viewed things and things. We've hit versioning, verbs, the URL resources, kind of the big ones. Um, we hit an interesting one at the last API Guild that I'll probably do a PR for about around the word search. So I see search and my bigger brain goes, I, like, if we say search is okay, then I'll see, like, get resource or create resource. And I'll think people start thinking verbs. But search is actually a noun. It is a noun. I'm going to run a search. So there's, so we may put in a note there and say, you know, you can have the word search, but understand you're using it in terms of it. And now we're not going to allow you to have a verb. So there, there are interesting things like that, that we come up with that will like PRN, it's actually all automated. So one of the great things is we have a good um, developer portal that's getting built out. And so like, if I just check in a quick change, someone reviews it and it'll be out, you know, a few seconds later, build out there for everyone to see and consume. So um, it's a living document. It's never, ever meant to be like, this is written in stone. We can feel free to change it. And any engineer can go in and comment on it at any time and be like, hey, I saw this or I know the query verb thing is coming out. So we were looking at that the other day to see what might happen there. All right, cool. So it sounds like you're kind of the curator of standards as it stands today. Um, yeah, I love that trick, by the way, the, uh, 
if you just pluralize a verb, it's a noun. So uh, that, that to some extent, though, it, it sets the tone of how you're going to use it, right? So for instance, if the context is, I want to look through historical searches and use them for something, well, then, yeah, of course, like you need a collection thing, right? Plural makes sense. You just start from that context in the discussion rather than the actual act of searching. Um, it, it makes it easier, but uh, that tactic applies in so many places. It's so useful. Um, and keeps you out of everyone always wanting to make search a post. <laughs> it's like make the hardest thing to do uncashable. Thanks, mm -hmm. guys. <laughs> Circling back a, a little bit to the guild thing. Um, you know, I, I personally have this like depth of trauma with standing committees and lots of talk and no action. Um, and, you know, I hear a lot about guild stuff and it's something that I, I personally have been like a little anxious about the notion. And I've seen plenty of examples of it working well, but I'm curious, you know, do you feel like you guys are seeing as this has picked up steam that real action is taking place as a result? I do think so, because some teams have thought that, oh, this is super helpful. Um, we've caught stuff. So like as newer engineers have like looked at certain things or they're starting up a new effort, Someone else will come in and say, oh, well, this is missing. I mean, we'll use like this is missing the title holder or something for um, a, a line of business. So it's been helpful to, to catch business things as well. Um, I found it extremely helpful to like have the debates that are with people that aren't necessarily in consumer finance. Right. So I'm standing up a new endpoint for something that's very financy, but I want to get everyone's input into to kind of what um, they think as well. Like, because I'm heads down in my own business domain, but if someone takes a different lens at it. So that's been really helpful too. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd add to that, that definitely, it, you know, I like the Martin Fowler quote that, you know, architecture is all the really important stuff that's hard to change. And so I know once we get these API contracts out there, right, clients are gonna depend on them and we can't break them. Um, but I'll say, you know, for the APIs that have come through, there's always a change or a few rounds of change that I think we would all say, well, you know, it's not perfect. Like it, it's probably going to have to change, you know, in the future, but it's a lot better than it would have been had we not talked together and shared it with clients and things like that. So, um, I love that we're getting to facilitate that conversation in the guild and we're seeing better APIs as a result. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're accomplishing a couple of different things and you both keep touching on this kind of sort of peer review aspect uh, being the high, uh, highest value thing. Um, Aaron, you also used the word kind of promote their API earlier. And I'm curious to dig into that in this notion of like, how do you measure what's valuable about APIs? And, and the way I read into that one is that kind of this, you know, sharing leverage or adoption kind of stuff, you know, are those measures that, that sort of management types are looking at to see if, API development is is working right or what does promote mean? I think I think there are some APIs where there's been we have multiple APIs that maybe are named the same thing and maybe we should coalesce some of it. Um, some of that is due to the law of how you organize your 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 structure and then your your architecture follows forward. Brandon, what's that one? Conway's law. Yeah, I was going to say, see inverse Conway maneuver for more info. 
So some of that, um, I think it's also um, product teams are are kind of like every other team. They're off doing their own thing. They've got their own goals that they're working towards. And so um, there are other architectural things that are coming down um, that are usually going to be facilitated with APIs and promote in terms of like making sure it's more of an awareness, making sure that we can use it to help get everyone on the same page say, hey, we're all going to move to this new new thing and start incorporating it. And here's also why we're doing it, not just like, hey, do this. You know, this is why we need to do it. Here's explain to everyone. So it's a promotion to like get the word out, get make everything transparent as well, provide that transparency. So when a team's are not surprised by like, oh, I, I'm now getting told I have to use this, like, you want to make sure that everyone like kind of spreads the word. And so the guilds are a great way to just kind of spread the word and get the, the architecture changes and the API changes out to everyone. Cool. Um, so it sounds like a lot of this is kind of the abstract design aspects in terms of, you know, is there consistency of these interfaces, but you keep mentioning architecture stuff too. So, you know, I'm curious from kind of the, the tooling standpoint, kind of how the stack's built, is that sort of a, a directional shift that's part of this, or is there a lot of kind of diversity in how implementations work? Yeah, Aaron's I'm like, curious Don't how make you me answer this, Brandon. <laughs> <Yeah. speak up. laughs> I'm curious how you'd answer that, Aaron. But I haven't seen a whole lot of. Um, here's a brand new take on how we compose APIs in general. Like, I, I feel like we have a few what we call internally like golden paths, right? This is sort of the happy path, common way that um, we've had success in composing APIs. Um, but every now and again, someone will bring something new to the group and it's, it's a chance to discuss that. And like, well, how do we want to try it? What's a good way to experiment with it before you know everybody takes it and runs with it? Um, but it does feel it's like it's been more on the design consistency and then also scoping. Um, that's something that I think has been a real improvement over the past few years is, um, to Aaron's point, thinking about Conway's law, inverse Conway maneuver. Well, what is that business domain that you want to point this API at? And how do you know you've exceeded the scope and kind of gone out of the bounds of it? Um, because, you know, we've seen cases where maybe a team would take on a little more scope and now you're backlog coupled to another team because you're a part of that feature from then on out. So, um, you know, I think those are the two really big things that we're talking about and catching in the guild. And then I guess for listeners, we keep mentioning this Conway thing. Um, this is the idea, and, and Aaron kind of hinted at it, right? If you let your organization define how the software is built, then you tend to end up with kind of duplicated effort. Um, and uh, that being intentional with, I think, reusability front of mind that, you know, can we have something that regardless of how we're organized is, is a core capability of what we do. Um, but that's great to hear that y'all don't really have too much of the tooling challenge. I know, uh, for a lot of places that kind of mucks up the discussion with like, you know, how do we even build APIs much less, uh, how should they be composed? Right. Um, So uh, another bit that I think is related to this in this notion of kind of building the internal developer community around APIs is uh, training. And it sounds like, Aaron, you've kind of got big efforts coming on this. 
Yep. Um, it's been kind of a long time coming. I thought about how we like kind of got where we, where we are, um, in a couple of different means. Uh, we have a great learning, um, path here at CarMax. We encourage learning. We have like a certified technology professional thing that everyone can get every year. And part of that learning is technology. Um, there's great classes that we've offered in some of our business things that are actually run by the technology people that manage those business um, systems. Um, and we run like our CETA class runs through a training rotation, which are basically our, our, our associates that join either right out of college or one to two years experience. We have um, a rotation through that. Um, and we had a management offsite last winter. And part of that was focused on APIs and, and issues and management's perspective on APIs. And I, um, one of the ideas was a class. And I thought, well, this is interesting. Like in this journey, three and a half years being here at the API Guild and um, running our, you know, our new associates through a class, I thought maybe it's time to run our current associates and offer a class. Um, we've been offering different skilling programs as well. And so this fall, sometime in the fall, probably November is where I'm thinking right now, um, I'm going to run a API class built for associates. So I've kind of, everyone might think minimal viable product. I did a hackathon in February at Virginia Tech, my alma mater, and I created a sample vehicle API design, real simple. And then I took our our incoming class for rotations and I revamped their class for the first time and made it completely design only. We went over like high level REST, the API, and then it was hands-on design, no coding. And it used to be like mostly coding. I felt that that was just too much. And there were other classes that focused on coding. So really trying to hone in on design. And so for the associates, we're gonna run a similar class and we're gonna roll with it and then come back around and figure out what needs to change. Um, probably two hours. Um, and it'll be a little different since everyone's been um, coding for a while. And I, I do want to have management take it as well. So managers, I would love to have them join us because it is just going to be design, no coding necessary. Um, we're going to have pre-work, so some like pre-assigned, like come with your pre-built designs and we'll talk about them. And like the nuanced stuff around design and we'll probably also um, focus on linting as well and help ships highlight some of that. Um, capability and how that can be built out. So I think it's going to be exciting and we'll keep having the class and, and have associates come through it and management come through it too. I really hope that they um, have a few that attend. So. Well, having uh, been the subject of having to do these things before, I can say uh, congrats for, for getting to that point. It's, it's a lot harder than it looks to put together curriculum and also props for putting the stake in the ground on like the design centric view of it. I think it, it gets people in the right frame of mind that, you know, we're designing a platform here building the APIs is the easy part, <laughs> relatively speaking. Um, I, I'm curious with, you know, we're sort of, I think touching a lot on this notion of being customer centric and design, you keep using the term empathy and that's you know, what it kind of means. Uh, and I'm sure customer can be a complex topic as to what that really means at CarMax, but, um, I'm particularly curious, are you, are you guys doing anything to sort of engage with folks that are buying and selling cars in any fashion? Uh, or is that what really matters in what you're doing with APIs? 
I think it matters all the time. It's a all above, um, both for, and I think we also view our customers as everyone, like both our associates that are working with our customers day to day, whether they be also service or any anyone else um, and our customers. So I try to sit in on as many discovery sessions as I can, even though I'm a solution architect because I love learning from them. Um, and I, I will take any store visit, any, any, I would love to sell cars for a week if I could sign up and raise my hand and, and, uh, and go in there and, and just learn. And I think that that is, if anyone ever has the opportunity to learn and from any sort of business aspect, like jump on board and take it, um, because you'll never know what idea it might spark two weeks from now, two months from now, two years from now. Well, and you, you kind of have made mention of like terminology throughout this. And I think, you know, the way I read when you say like, it's always about kind of that, uh, you know, it's always about that end customer is like, you have to be able to talk in all these different contexts about that in the same way, right? So that you're all saying the same thing. Um, and I can say from having spent some, some of my early hustle days uh, working in various retail contexts, um, when you're at the counter in the real world, you know, uh, it's different than it looks in the system. <laughs> uh, and connecting with those folks on what can make them most effective can have a huge amplifying effect. So I love that. So, you know, Brandon, I know you've been around there 15 years and from talking to you before, it sounds like this has been, you know, uh, to some extent, a, a long-term evolution journey kind of thing. And, and Aaron, it sounds like the last few years have accelerated, but I guess as you guys kind of look back and think about, um, you know, let's say we wiped the slate and we started fresh, like what would be the most important thing to you? Where would you start? You know, this question's coming. You guys have listened before. Yeah. From my perspective, we would just start sooner. We would do a lot of the things we're doing now just way in advance. Um, yeah, I, I would have started sooner. I would have started with empathy. Like we talked about first, uh, podcast. Um, I think we would be asking better questions sooner. Um, I'd love to get some structure in place that helps teams. Um, and I don't know what that is exactly yet. I think we're starting to experiment with linting and having some standards around mocking and things like that. But, um, really I think the, the design focus up front before we ever start coding has, has been one of the most important things and something I'd like to um, do. Ignore me on that question. I'll let Aaron, Aaron cover that one. It's okay. To, it's okay <laughs> to say that you want to do better at things. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, it's good. I think I agree with Brandon, everything he said. I would have started sooner and, and focused on design. Think that I thought about this, and I think the other thing I probably would have done is, um, if any company has a technology, we have a technology managing meeting every two weeks approximately. I probably would go to that meeting every six months, maybe even every quarter, and stood up in front of it and just highlighted kind of where we are with APIs. Um, I think I've loved the guild as like a bottoms up approach. But I do think there needs to be an aspect of kind of top down as well, not like big G governance or little G governance, but more awareness, transparency, like getting the word out 
Um, so that's something I think I would have done. Um, and I am slated to start in the next couple of weeks or so to get back to that board to kind of highlight some of the stuff that we've been um, working on because we had that meeting and then we left that meeting. We've actually gone off and done some of the things that people have asked for, which is really good. So I think anytime anyone has opportunity to promote APIs, just don't be afraid of, of doing it. Just go ahead and jump right in. Yeah. I, I, I love that point. Um, I think, you know, the one start early is like, you know, we say this all the time on here is like, if you don't, you're not already kind of buried in API strategy, you're probably behind, right? <laughs> like that's kind of where the world is. But um, this notion of, you know, kind of managing up a little bit, um, I, I think, you know, uh, I always talk about like, you know, build your band of rebels, find the people who like understand the API thing and, uh, you know, give them authority, autonomy, whatever, and come together, define some rules and play nice together, right? That's all fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, like, Nobody there controls purse strings and you need investment in these things. Um, and quite often, you know, this Conway stuff we were talking about leads you to insights about how to organize things more efficiently and you need kind of a venue for it. Um, and uh, I mean, it's, it is a topic like at Stoplight that we think about a lot lately. It's like, okay, great. You know, we can help people design stuff all over the place, but um, to really move your program forward, you, you know, it's still a band of rebels until you kind of have that anointing or, you know, really the funding, frankly, is what it tends to boil down to. Um, so I think it's a super important point. Um, and I love that you already mentioned earlier, like involving managers, and, and I would certainly chip in product managers are a great addition there too, to that kind of education and, and community sharing process. You guys had a podcast on, um, and it's a repeated theme here. APIs is your APIs are your products. So I took that one this summer and I did put it in a, a product chat that I was in. I was like, here, everyone, uh, for managers, I loved this. Like, listen to it. It's not technical. Yeah. Great. Yeah, the, this, you know, it reminds me of back when, like, you know, I was trying to explain to people, like, here's how you should build your architecture with APIs and all this stuff and take me 10 minutes just to do the elevator pitch. And then, you know, a bright consulting guy who wants to sell more consulting like Fowler goes, hey, there's this thing called microservices. And all of a sudden it's stuck, right? It's like just a catchy phrase for it. And I think like this kind of API first thing has really taken hold in the last couple of years. And folks get really down in the weeds and lost a little bit on what that means. And I think that's the first thing is like, you know, uh, treat your API as a product and design it before you build it. If you do those things, everything else kind of tends to fall in place, assuming a lot of things about how you manage product, but, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, aligning business and tech strategy and, you know, there's certainly a rabbit hole to go down in both of those. But, um, yeah, I think those, it's, it's hard to avoid Aaron, to your point on the podcast, when we talk to folks like yourselves who are trying to lead companies through these things that, um, that's what's working, you know, across the board, which has been a revelatory uh, validation for me and always feeling like that was the right way. <laughs> uh, so very cool. Um, any other sort of closing thoughts or stuff that y'all want to highlight about kind of things going on at CarMax? Yeah, from my perspective. So I mentioned, you know, I've been in the enterprise architecture space last two and a half years. Well, I'm actually moving into a management role for a team focused on digital payments, but also API engineering is part of our charter, which I'm really excited about. So 
to your band of rebels comment. Like, I feel like we've been a really good band of rebels, really excited to work together and all that. Now that we have some dedicated investment, how can we start to add some good low friction structures to help teams, right? Congratulations. Um, with you guys. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's a big first step. Yep. Aaron, you got anything? I don't think so. I'm excited to see where Brandon's going to take things. Well, I think it's going to be amazing. You'll, you'll definitely be uh, leading out on that with me. So appreciate it in advance. Thanks in advance. Well, thanks so much to you guys for, for coming on and really sharing. I, you know, I kind of said at the beginning, love hearing about these kind of along the journey stories. Uh, and I think it'd be fun and, you know, year or two down the road, check back and see where all this has led and kind of, uh, you know, what's worked out and what hasn't, that sort of thing. Yeah, would love that. Cool. Appreciate it, y'all. Thanks, Jason. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks for listening. If you have a question you want to ask, Look in the description of whichever platform you're viewing or listening on, and there should be a link there so you can go submit a question and we'll do our best to find out the right answer for you.